4: Hello and welcome.
5: It's our number two, our number two of our radio program as we are back at it again here in hour two. And this hour, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Nets. Not that anyone really thinks Brooklyn's in any trouble. The better story here is do the Milwaukee Bucks have a Greek freak foul shooting problem? We'll take a look at that. He had a 10 second violation shot, an air ball from the Charity Stripe, we've got that. Also, Mallard of the Third Degree, it's coming your way right now. Here it is, our number two. The Running of the Deer. Well, there wasn't actually a lot of running, but they actually showed up, which is the first time that's happened in the... Second round series, welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we use our devilish charm, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from under the moonlight, camouflaged by the darkness. Hanging out here at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Hope all is good with you. We are back at it again. The NBA playoffs. The story of the day. The story of the night. At least for this hour. And we mentioned earlier the Western Conference. And you can call up. I didn't take any calls on the, the Jazz Clippers. We had other things we had to do. But you can call up this hour and talk about that. But I'm going to begin the hour two. Festivities here with a look back at the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets in the house. Now that is our lead here from the land of cheese curds. If Giannis and the Bucks had any intention to make this series uh, competitive and to get back in the series, they had no choice. They had no choice. They had to beat Brooklyn in the game on Thursday, the early game. Now, uh, if you watched this or not, I was uh, sitting on my ass watching. Uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, The much maligned Chris Middleton, a thief in the night earlier in this series, a 35 points, 35 points, Giannis Adentacumbo with 33 points, and more importantly, the Milwaukee Bucks actually held held off the Brooklyn Nets. To say this was not an aesthetically pleasing game would be an understatement The teams in the second half each scored 41 points and shot 34% or worse after halftime. P-U! What stinks? That would be the offense for both of these teams, but Milwaukee made a few more plays, and you did the math on that, and you say, well, uh, let me do my my computer-like mind here, and you say, well, if uh, Middleton had 35, and uh, Giannis Adentokouma had 33, that's 80 uh, that's uh, sixty-eight points. Sixty eight out of eighty-four. I must give the wrong number. Sixty-eight out of eighty-four. That's seventy-nine point one percent of the Buck and, the Bucks offense. Seventy-nine point one percent. Nobody else even got to ten points uh, on the on the basketball. Nobody else that played got to even ten points. The the next highest point total was nine by Drew Holiday, who had a miserable four of fourteen game, but did make a big basket uh, late in the in the game, and the, the Nets had a shot there at the end with Kevin Durant, a money ball, clank, clank, would have tied the game, did not go in, and so the Nets are mortal. They have lost the game. They still lead the series two games to one. A top-heavy Milwaukee team and a grinded out type performance. Now, I don't think the game itself is worthy of a monologue, but there is a story, a subplot, that is worthy of the Malor monologue treatment. And it's, it's very interesting for talk radio purposes. It involves the two-time MVP, Giannis Adentakumbo. Now, he is suffering a glitch in his giddy-up from the foul line. Just two of seven in the first half. Didn't make a couple in the second half, but the, the key moments in this game the things that you'll remember, at least for the next couple of days, that Giannis was called for a 10-second violation in the second quarter. I remember that happening to Shaquille O'Neal and Carl Malone, and I'm sure it happened to others, but it very, very rarely happens, like once in a blue moon type situation. And Giannis also shot an air ball from the foul line. And Air Paul, this is one of the top players in the NBA, and he continues to be a hot mess from the charity strip. So that's the story here. So let us discuss. The question, while the Bucs won the game and get back into the series, does Milwaukee have a Giannis Adetokounmpo foul-shooting problem? I'm nodding my head yes. that That is an ulcer-inducing situation. It is. Now, my observations, you've got Superman, Elementary, and Messenger. Those three things. And we'll put all of them on the stove, and we're going to make some baba ganoush. Make the baba ganoush. I'm going to make Jerome in Kansas City. I'm going to make the baba ganoush. Now, Now, number one. Number one. So this is a sloppy. Situation for the Bucks going forward. That now it's one game. And, and listen, Brooklyn's going to likely win this series. The odds are stacked against Milwaukee, but they're in it. They still got a shot to win it. And, and Durant could get hurt. Kyrie could quit the team and go protest something, and, and the Nets are screwed. But and Harden's already hurt, so th- they're attempting to downplay it. The Buck factions, but as good as Adenta happens to be this is one of those shortcomings that will ultimately end up holding him back uh you, you know you don't need me to tell you that on paper this does not seem like a big deal to the casual casual observer but if you dig a little deeper it is a pernicious problem right uh, we have seen this derail or limit the success that players can have we brought up Shaquille O'Neal, the hack-a-shack of Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq won a bunch of championships. But if he had made a few more foul shots, wouldn't he have been able to make you know, win more, right? And there are opportunities there to win many more. And uh, the foul shooting uh, was horrific. Uh, and in the case of Giannis, though, it's the yips. It's, it's the yips, right? You know, Superman had kryptonite, which was his problem. In sports... It's the yips. It's involuntary sucking at a time you cannot suck, performance anxiety. According to the Mayo Clinic, where I always go to get my medical news, the Mayo Clinic says the most common symptoms associated with the yips is an involuntary muscle jerk, uh, although some people experience tremors, twitches, spasms, or freezing. Tick, 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 yeah, which is actually tick, talk, tick, talk. Because the Greek freak, when he goes to the line, he's so meticulous and so nervous, equal parts meticulous, equal parts nervous, he becomes Mr. Freeze. Uh, And it was really funny. There's some video going around from uh, fans in the arena. I guess there were some, some Brooklyn fans there who were counting out, yelling as Giannis was taking foul shots, counting down, you know, 10, 11, 12. Uh, and that that particular video clip the referee didn't even call the violation. But if you think of this as uh, as building right a building this is like a thin hairline crack in the foundation and it's something that needs to be carefully monitored by the bucks. Giannis has the super-duper max contract. He ain't going anywhere. He's doubled down on Milwaukee. But if they're going to fully monetize this team, you got to figure out, is this a fad or is it a trend? Now, only time is going to tell, but Giannis has been pretty average as a foul shooter. No one would say he's good as a foul shooter, but better than some of those horrific big guys in the past that were terrible. Giannis also is not a very good three-point shooter. He's one of eight from downtown in this game. And those are the kind of moles and warts where, like, the Bucs have to be perfect. Like, the Nets don't have to be perfect. They can, James Harden, gone. Kyrie can play not so good. You know, they've got other people around the team that can pick it up. Now, secondly, so the the criticism of the Greek freak uh, is not unjustified. I uh, you know, there's some pushback on this, but you, you can be a great player and still have – Vulnerable points. Both these things can be simultaneously true. Shooting foul shots. Of all of the things, if you you think about our sports world in the United States here, and globally for that, man, I'm sure there's some sports I'm not thinking of, but shooting foul shots is the easiest thing in professional sports. It's an elementary skill set. It's... It's a simple shot. It's ridiculous for a professional. And this is something literally anyone with marginal ability could conceivably do, right? You're probably not going to blow past an NBA-level defender and get to the basket. Probably not going to happen. You might not be able to get your shot off. Certainly wouldn't be able to laterally stop someone from running past you on defense. But if I gave you a basketball and I put you on – The line, the foul line. You're standing there. No one's guarding you. No one's going to run up and block the shot. You're 15 feet from the backboard, and you're on an island all alone. You're isolated. There's no one's going to stop it. It's you versus the rim. And yet, terrible, right? It's it's there's a clear path. No one no one interfering here. Giannis is not historically bad, as we said, as as a foul shooter, but he's shaky enough. To mess things up. And I realize Milwaukee won the game, and so people will dismiss this and they'll sweep it under the rug and all that. Now, the final point here: the pushback on Adento is the 10-second call. It's unfair. It's not fair that the excuse makers around the box, they 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 they're claiming, well, you know, it shouldn't make the call. They can't claim that he didn't take more than 10 seconds. That's a fact. He took way more than 10 seconds. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. It's indisputable. It's airtight. In fact, he was closer to 13 seconds than he was 10 seconds. So instead, they are using the shoot the messenger defense, the time-tested shoot the messenger defense, blaming the officials or the media for their selective enforcement. And listen, is it selective enforcement? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But that's how basketball operates. The referees typically swallow the whistle, but that doesn't negate the fact that Adetokounmpo has been procrastinating from the line. It's a boondoggle. He's become a a rain delay at the foul line. Times have wasted. And if if Giannis is going to continue to do this, if you're the other team and he's got the yips at the foul line, if you're Brooklyn, why would you not go to hack a Giannis, hack a Greek freak? And... Send him to the line, and let's see what you got there. And as far as the NBA officials randomly enforcing certain calls, was this your first time watching the NBA? Of course they pick and choose. You can go any number of calls, right? LeBron James could run from one end of the court to the other And most officials would say, oh, no, he took a dribble. He took a dribble somewhere in there. I didn't see it, but he took a dribble. I I had a bad angle on it. Uh, That's what happened. You know, the three-second rule, that almost never gets enforced. I mean, you go on and on, right? I mean, there's a bunch of these things. Uh, Even on a foul shot, the players are supposed to stay back until the shot is released, and that very rarely happens. All right, It is the Ben Maller show as we press on and on and on. Let's hear now the... Of course, the better story in the losing locker room, the Brooklyn Nets taking it on the chin here, and uh, Steve Nash, who's the figurehead coach, does anyone think Steve Nash is actually doing anything for the Nets other than talking to the media after the game? Well, here's Steve Nash pointing out that he was surprised the way that Brooklyn ended up losing this game.
6: It's interesting that we we lose a game because of our offense, but uh
5: You know, it was just a tough game. We just didn't, couldn't find our rhythm. Um, You know, a a great opportunity for us to learn and grow from this. And uh, the defense was solid, though. But we got to clean it up, both ends of the floor, but particularly offense tonight. Clean it up. Get a bucket. Get a mop. Scrub a dub dub. Got to clean it up. All right, here's Kevin Durant. I wonder who he brought to the game. Now, every time I see Durant, I think of that porn star. I was like, I wonder who Durant's at the game. I wonder what uh, porn star he brought. Anyway, uh, here's uh, good for him, Kevin Durant, uh, pointing out. The, he went to the bag of cliches here, and he went down a physicality highway.
7: They played more physical. They were there at the rim, I and mean, they just played their, They played their regular way. They played the way they've been playing the whole season. I think we got great looks. We didn't knock them down, but they also did a good job of contesting and being physical and, you know, blocking shots at the rim. Um, for the most part, um, we got back into the game, had plays down the stretch, and, you know, they was able to make a couple more shots.
5: That was KD like, okay, let me me string together here a bunch of cliches, and then I'll just be done. All right, how about Kyrie Irving? Uh, How did uh, Kyrie do? The flat earth truther Kyrie Irving there. Let's see. uh, Kyrie, the stat line, took 22 shots. He only made nine of them, and the Nets were outscored while Kyrie was on the court. He did have 22 points. All right, here's Kyrie Irving uh, pointing out that despite the loss, there were opportunities there for Brooklyn.
3: They made some big, big timely shots. Uh, which carried them, carried them forward. But we had our chances down the stretch. Uh, it was a possession by possession game, you know, both teams battling. So that, that's a good old-fashioned uh, good old-fashioned playoff game right there.
5: It sucked. Uh, it was not good. It was old-fashioned. It reminded me of like the 1990s when uh, Pat Riley was coaching the Knicks and it was, uh, was just terrible. horrific. Uh, but as far as the Nets' level of angst, losing a game here uh, on the uh, the Mather scale of angst, it's like a, a, a zero. There's no pain. If anything, it's very mild uh, for the Nets. They're not worried about this. Now, if they lose another one, then we can revisit this. All right, it is the Ben Mather Show. As we press on, we'll take your phone calls. And again, uh, if you want to uh, attack, uh, I am here. Uh, you can uh, come at me, and I, I will... Punchback, I don't care. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Later this hour, we will have a Mallard to the third degree, Mallard to the third degree, and a lot of pushing and shoving and mad dogging. We'll get to that, and we will do it
1: next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing!
5: The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that.
2: Friday! Friday! Damn! Hey, say! Friday, Friday. i Friday,
8: going to get
0: me minute to get a get a minute Listen up, Malor Militia. The Ben Malor Show is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Join the movement and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. And if you stick around to the final hour, you can hear the Coop Scoop on entertainment. It is Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. <laughs> And live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Pushing,
5: shoving, and mad-dogging. We'll get to that coming up in a couple. Began the hour ranting and raving about the Milwaukee Bucks, and more about Giannis Adentokounmpo and his struggles, shall we say, from the foul line. Double O Mexican writes in from San Diego. He says, B-plus monologue, Ben. The Nets, I mean the Nuts lost this game because Kevin Durant was speed-dating porn stars the night before and Kyrie was working on the uh, flat-earth, hollow-earth theory. And he says, F the Astros. There you go. Uh, David says, Giannis needs to learn to hit the three consistently. He's Ben Simmons 2.0, except better. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar it's a similar deal. I mean, you look at Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's the same. There's a lot of those guys. They're good players. I mean, they're productive players. They're not great. They're not great. Uh, good. I put them in the good category. But Russell Westbrook, you want him to shoot outside. And if he does, you feel like you're going to win the game. Giannis is like, yeah, let him shoot outside. He's not going to make three-point shots. And Ben Simmons, he won't even attempt to shoot three-point shots. Like, no way. Man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sean writes and says, actually, Shaq was so good that the hack a never really worked except when the Spurs would use it because Pop would do it for three minutes straight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, was, it was agonizing. The reason the NBA changed the rules, you can't do the hack a the final couple minutes of the quarter because it, the, the games are taking three and a half hours and... I was at a game, the Pacers played the Lakers, and I think Shaq had almost 40 foul shots in the game. It was absurd. They were just doing the hack thing. Over and over and over and over. All right, uh, let's take some phone calls here. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And here's a blast from the past. We wondered what happened to this guy. Blind Seabass has returned to the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Blind Seabass.
8: Benny, first off, you know, RIP Rob. Um, I got in on the later part of, you know, him, but, you know, uh, and all I got to say about him is, you know, fly Philly Rob, fly. Um, but,
3: <laughs>
8: yeah, I've actually, you know, been busy and just kind of, you know, decided to take a break, said screw it, and decided to turn on the radio and see what was yeah. going on in
5: the world. Wow. So you've, you haven't called the show in many many months here you've been been gone i thought you had retired from the show i thought we had lost we had lost you as no, a, uh, a listener yeah.
8: no they um i started uh training on a uh computer to uh learn the jaws programs for computers so i can start using the start using the computer again and it's just uh, taken up a lot of my time and been doing a lot of reading started uh, reading the game of thrones books which are yeah. those are actually pretty interesting
5: and now, uh, for those who don't know, you are blind, sea bass. You, you. How long ago did you lose your vision,
8: uh, sea bass? How long? Uh, Five years ago.
5: So five. Is this recently? In, uh, last we talked, I remember blind Scott. I like had kind of tried to hook you up with a guide dog. Any luck on that? Has that progressed?
8: Uh no. Uh, no. But All actually, right. uh, I've, I've found a school in uh, Arkansas that I'm heading to next month.
1: Oh, ah, okay. Um,
8: so uh, I might need uh, Sir Scratch-Off to kind of be a tour guide, tour guide for me while I'm there.
5: Oh, maybe. Um, maybe you, you the can, you, is, you, blind Seabass, you can eat corn dogs with, uh, with Sir scratch that'd, that'd be like a, an amazing dream come true. Yeah. But if you eat the Sir Scratch-Off diet, I don't know that you'll be long for the world.
8: Probably not. But uh, yeah. to answer his question yesterday, uh, from Nashville to Hendersonville, it's about an hour. That's not so that If bad. he's listening, he, yeah. Well, I mean, and it too. It depends on you know what time if he's flying or driving,
5: traffic. Okay. All right. all uh, but again, as right. I as I told him yesterday, there are apps for this. You don't need to ask the people on the radio how far it is from point A to point B. You see what I'm saying there, so blind sea bass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm glad you're alive. That's number one, uh, and I hope yep. you figure out how to get on the computer. It's got to be just a and, and one difficult more thing. spot. Time. Yes. What?
8: Titans are going to win. Titans are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I know. Just so like last year, twenty twenty
5: two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. Julio Jones is going to go back in the hot tub time machine and is going to play like four years ago. I know. I know. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Be careful what you ask for. There he is, blind Seabass. Uh, let's go to uh, Rachel in Montebello. She had called up for our six line salute, but she had some other things she wanted to say. Hello, Rachel in Montebello, yes,
7: in Southern sir. California. Yes, I owed you a song for a half pint, but somehow it just seems inappropriate tonight. Well, that's all right. If you
5: want to save it for next week or something like that, that's fine. Yes, I mean,
7: you know, I can't tell you how that affected me to hear about Philly Rob. Um, Even though I never met him, the same going with, with Jeannie from Medford, I never met her. But Ben, when she died, I cried off and on for three days, and nobody knew what was wrong with me.
5: Yeah. And no, it, that's very sweet. I mean, yeah, you're very emotional. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's it's a weird thing doing the overnight. There's a lot of people that listen that are not, uh, you know, all kinds of people. Some people are sick and people can't sleep or whatever. And,
7: but multitasking is, is part of my life. And when I try to do so many things and then something like this happens, it just, yeah. it's, it's a little bit overwhelming for me. No, and yeah. um, so I just keep it, try and keep it you know simple and nice and sweet and yeah. and again um i'm just heart heartbroken about Philly Rob it's just so sad
5: yeah no I, I i agree with you i thank you for the words uh Rachel hang in there just keep your head down keep going there right uh, keep doing your thing multitask keep yourself busy uh david in uh david's in pennsylvania he says I'll, Lies, Ben, all lies. He says Blind Sea Bass has called the show before yours and Jonas Knox over the weekend. Wow, wow. So Blind Sea Bass, according to David, my oh. investigator, David in Pennsylvania, he's thrown out an accusation that Blind Sea Bass, he, uh, he Pinocchio's nose, is what he had.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com.
4: The way tire buying should be. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help,
0: call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mentioned this yesterday, Ben, but uh, it's looking more and more like this college football playoff expansion could happen. I was shocked to see it could go from 4 to 12, but uh, more reports that this thing is apparently moving forward. I don't know if it's COVID and all the money they've lost. They're looking to recoup that. Oh, but, you just nailed it, Eddie. Yeah.
5: That's why the NBA is talking about adding expansion teams like soon. They want to bring back this, the team in Seattle and a team in Vegas because they're trying to get back money they lost when the, the league was shortened, the, the season last year was shortened, they lost a bunch of TV money.
0: So as far as the 12 teams, you would have six automatic bids and six at-large teams. That's what the College Football Playoff Expansion Committee is going to propose. It could be approved as soon as June 22nd.
5: Wow. All right. that's Well, look at the calendar. fast I mean, the uh, this thing, aren't there? Yeah. That's like less than two weeks. Man. All right. We will uh, keep an eye on that. I know Nick Saban's going to have a coronary.
0: <laughs> yes he is. And we'll play the audio.
5: <laughs> Very concerned about when they start putting 3 and 4 lost teams in the playoff, right? Cuz that's if you, if you keep adding enough teams, you're going to you're not you're not going to have just own, unbeaten or one lost teams, you're going to have three lost teams. You got to think if you are there going to be 12 teams that are going to get in there that are going to have just one one loss or no losses. Probably not, no. right? No, no, no way. Anyway, all right, thank you for that. It is the Ben Maller Show. This portion made possible by Discover Card. We believe a better tomorrow is possible for everyone. Discover something brighter. Discover something brighter, indeed. So, pushing, shoving, and mad dogging, that would be a situation. In the matchup with the Bucks and Nets, now uh, this happened in the uh, second half. PJ Tucker of the Bucks, a old Texas Longhorn, got into it with fellow Texas Longhorn—I don't think alumni, but he did go there briefly—Kevin uh, Durant. And the funniest thing about this is uh, the one of the security guards at the arena in Milwaukee comes in there and starts shoving. PJ Tucker away, and PJ's like, "Who the hell's this guy? You know, some rent-a-cop security guard shoving me comes out on the court, and then so yeah. PJ instead of getting upset with Durant, he then turns his attention to the security
9: guard. <laughs> I saw when that happened, man. This is a security guard going a little overboard, man. <laughs>
5: He's probably excited. He gets to go out in the court. Come on, man. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, hey, I can out right can in the middle of the action." players here.
9: out of the uh, he could not wait for something to happen. I, know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't blame him. I would, if, I was, if I was him, I'd do the same thing. Like, hey, I get to go out in the court. I'll be on TV. <laughs> whoa, was whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 <laughs> It was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, that was outstanding. It's just a little clip, but it's, it's funny. If you're watching the game, you know exactly the moment it happened. Yeah, they actually pointed it out on TV. They pointed out what had happened on the TV broadcast, so. Man, uh, all right, uh, let's go back to the phones here. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's say hello to Mark in uh, Los Angeles. Hello, Mark. Uh-oh. Is he gone? Ben. Hey. Hello. Hey, you're on the radio. What's up? No, nah, yeah, just
8: first of all, I want to say, rest in peace, Philly Rob. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, no, so I got a new nickname for you. Okay, it's called Boob Tube Benny.
5: I like that Boob Tube Benny. It's got a nice ring to it.
8: No, cause so you, you were on the uh, it was like a documentary about the Raiders. The
5: greatness of the Raiders. The greatness of the Raiders. That's right. Uh, I was. I did that. I filmed that several months ago. But Vice, the great Vice Sports, uh, there their documentary series. They had me in and. I, I should be in some other episodes of that, but yeah, they, we talked about the Raiders, and I think I made uh, at least one or two appearances. What? It. So,
8: so, yeah. Oh. No, that? yeah it, it was super cool. You were fly. You had your little uh, that hat that. I what call that.
5: <laughs> yes, I was fly. Well,. Yeah, the reason I have the hat was, uh, you know, you can blame my uh, my parents for my uh, my hair vanishing, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I, I had a lot of fun. It was great. I hadn't done something like that in a while. I mentioned we talked about this on my podcast, the fifth hour last weekend. We kind of gave some backstory on that, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was nice that they called me up and we had we had some fun with that. And Rob Parker so was yeah, in you, uh, some. There's some other Fox Sports Radio people that are in that thing too. So, oh
8: yeah, no, but yeah, yeah you're the best out of all of them.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Very kind of you, Mark. I'm glad you enjoyed that. And no, no I don't play. You know what? Because you played that, Roberto. I'm giving you a golden ticket, Mark, because that's disrespect by Roberto. Bad job by you, Roberto. Here's this guy calling up. And I didn't I didn't trash. Through. I just pointed out that the Raiders, they had been this great team. And then, you know, at the end of the run in L.A., it was a disaster. I just pointed that out and a few other things. And I'm, it was an accurate description of what uh, happened. That's great, then. Yeah, it's a good job by you. Then. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, thank you, Mark. Appreciate. It. Yeah, there you go. All right, maybe I'll post some. So I'll pull, I'll pull where, a guest Where is this on? And I'll where post is this some, on? It's on uh, Vice, Vice the cable right. channel. Vice. It's on. I think it's online too. Probably. I don't have cable stuff so Not scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can get. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a link. I can find you a link. not that I would know where to get that link, Roberto. But I, you know, there's other people that might know where to get that link. You know what I'm saying? You you feel me on that? Yeah, I got you. All right. right. Uh, Let's say hello to Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy.
3: Hey, Ben. Uh, Yeah, with Philly Rob passing, it's uh, very, very sad. Um, Roxanne was very gracious in keeping me up to date as far as what she knew in his fight for cancer. I was hoping she'd be able to get on for the six-lane tribute since she's also... uh, a cancer fighter. Um it makes his passing uh all the trivial negative stuff in life very unimportant when people pass away. And I was thinking that maybe um since his uh
5: fly uh um <laughs> know, fly eagles yeah, yeah. fly. The, eagle, yeah, fly. The, it's,
3: yeah. fly eagles fly since that was out of the talent show Maybe in honor of Philly Rob, we could do or have you guys can make a decision on uh, making that the Philly Rob uh, talent show uh, in honor of him. Yeah, I well,
5: we can definitely give. Uh, we can definitely come up with some kind of uh, of tribute in that. We're, we're starting to work on the talent show. It'll be next month sometime. Yeah. That's a good idea. And uh, I was we'll,
3: also yeah. I've also been thinking of Eric in Iowa. I know he was um, fighting some cancer too, and I hadn't. I uh, heard him call in or anything so if anybody knows um if somebody can mention that on the air that would be great to know have an update on yeah. him.
5: Well and Eric I'm has gonna... uh he has been sending some jokes and I don't I don't think I got any this week from him, but he has been uh sending jokes. I think he's he's doing good enough to write jokes. I know that.
3: Oh good. So, good, yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm not gonna ball wash you, Ben. Um what's still wrong? With your
5: Clippers. Nothing. They're, they're going to come back, win two games in LA. Bam. Even series, best of three. With your and uh, they'll get their mojo back. Kawhi's is not going to play this bad the entire series. Not going to happen. All right. Thank you, Tammy. I <laughs> Thanks, appreciate ben. that. All right. Uh, there we go. Good job, Tammy. All right. We got the Insta trivia. Here it is. And Mallard of the third degree on the other side. We'll go to football. We haven't done a football one in a day or two. Uh, here we go. Football. Two players in NFL history have had a season averaging more than five yards a carry, 200-plus carries while doing it, plus more than 12 yards a catch while catching 50 or more passes. There's a lot of numbers in that. Those players are Marshall Falk with that amazing St. Louis Rams offense back in the late 90s and blank. Again, there are two players in NFL history that have had a season averaging more than five yards a carry on 200-plus carries, plus more than 12 yards a catch on 50 or more catches. Those players are Marshall Falk, back in the greatest show on turf days, and blank. That is
1: the Insta Trivia. The answer, next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Most are unable to lend an ear to the Ben Maller Show all night long, but with podcasting, you can get caught up on unique show moments that you might have missed. The Ben Maller Show podcast is available on iHeart and wherever you get your podcasts, a piece of cake and upsets the corporate guys. And live in the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the instant
5: trivia we have warming up in the bullpen right now. Maller to the third degree. But here's the instant trivia. Two players in NFL history, just two, that's it. I have a season under their belts, averaging more than five yards a carry on 200 or more carries. In addition, more than 12 yards a catch on 50 or more catches. Those two players are Marshall Falk from his St. Louis Rams years. He did it once, 1999. And blank. That is the question. What is the answer? And the answer's are flowing in here. Uh, who do we have? Let's see. Harvey Williams, guest by Double O Mexican. Lendell White. Uh, he, he enjoyed a good meal, Lendell. That's uh, from Malibu, Ruben. Jim Eisenreich, great running back for the Marlins back in the day. That's Mr. Nice Guy's guest. The great Marcus Allen, tossed by the Raider freak uh, out there. Deuce McAllister, misspelled by Scorpio Niner, but I knew what you meant. Barry Sanders. From Miguel on Fire, he says, rest in peace, Philly Rob. Devontae Freeman from Robbie the Falcon fan slash Mariner fan. Rocky Blyer tossed out by Christopher the Custodian. Alf, the alien opiner, going with Joe Burrow as his selection. Craig James from Dante. Uh, who else do we have? Chris in Des Moines. Robert Holcomb uh, of the Rams. Wow, look at that. Good name. Uh, Joe in San Antonio is going with Emmett Smith. We've got Breadman Bill, who says Wendell Tyler is the answer. Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington, checks in with Walter Payton. Trucker Joe from the highways and byways of America Parts Unknown going with Clinton Portis. That's his guess. James the Machinist in the Twin Cities going with Matt Forte as his answer. Roger Craig from the Palm Desert Rat. That's his selection. Uh, who else do we have? Page down here. Page down. Uh, Walter Abercrombie or former president Richard Nixon, guessed by David in Ohio. That's his answer. All right, Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Please. I,
0: I need, love, love you know. the Walter Abercrombie, former Steeler. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go with former Bear legend Curtis Enos. Curtis Enos, not to be confused. Oh. Uh, no, the correct
5: answer You're not two for two, Eddie. You're one for two. James Brooks of all people for the Cincinnati Bengals in 1986. You know it had to be a long time ago. if It was a Bengal that accomplished something like that, but yeah, James Brooks was that with Boomer Esiason back in those days in Cincinnati, I believe it was. All right, there we go.
6: It's Maller. How about that? To the
5: third
1: degree. Fire in- this. Is one
9: big Ben gets grilled. a Loop, let's end the week in style, Coop Ben, you've talked about what Julio Jones will or won't do for the Titans, but how about for Derrick Henry? So, Chris Johnson of uh, CJ2K fame, uh, he was talking to TMZ when he predicted a huge year for the Titans running back thanks to teams no longer being able to stack the box. Ben, your thoughts. Yeah, uh, it's a
5: bad take. It's like he's already been great. How much better can Derrick Henry get? And you would rather have, if, if you're an opposing team, you would rather have Ryan Tannehill beat you than Derrick Henry. So I'm not buying this nonsense about Julio Jones and all that. Even though Tannehill's played better in Tennessee, his reputation precedes him. And Derrick Henry is still going to be facing a wall of humanity. And Now, that'll change if Julio Jones does a flashback and go back in the wayback machine to a different time, and A.J. Brown. But the way I look at it, the Julio Jones that played last season, it's a lateral move if he's the same player because they lost Corey Davis, and statistically they were pretty similar receivers, Julio Jones and Corey Davis, last year. Corey Davis went to the Jets.
9: Next! There was a report that surfaced on Wednesday that said Kemba Walker is looking to be traded from the Celtics. Now, Ben, with Kemba being owed $108 million over the next three years, is he untradeable?
5: Yeah, well, you would say if you're a savvy team, why the hell would you get anywhere within 100 yards of Kemba Walker? But that's not how the NBA does business. The the thing I learned years ago about all these sports leagues, never underestimate the greater fool theory. Players are traded from one fool to a greater fool until eventually their value plummets. But Kemba is not there yet. He's still 31. Uh, He's in his athletic prime near the end of it. You can certainly hear the fat lady warming up for his career, but if Chris Paul, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, all with super max contracts, all can be traded. Harden's good, but Paul looked like he was on the downside. He's bounced back, and Russell Westbrook. And so uh, Kemba is going to continue
9: the nomadic lifestyle as a basketball gypsy. Next! So, if you've been watching The Jazz, uh, I'm sure you've seen uh, shots of Dwayne Wade on the sideline, high fiving people. And it's got some Heat fans upset, you know, wondering why he, you know, didn't join ownership for The Heat. Uh, he said that, you know, it's location, he's closer to California, lives in LA, all that. Do you think Miami Heat fans uh, have a right to be upset about Dwayne Wade going into ownership of The Jazz? All right, so first of all, it's confusing, right? Dwayne
5: Wade has no connection to The Jazz other than he pulled out his checkbook. And, you know, this is a man bites dog story. You're mystified. And I've seen it uh, you know, a few times here in the playoffs. You're like, what, what, why is he there? He's not supposed to be there. Uh, why doesn't he own part of the Miami Heat? But then again, Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets. So these things happen. But, but I, I said in the monologue, I'm convinced that Dwayne Wade is actually coaching uh, the, uh, the star here, uh, Spider Mitchell. He's playing out of his mind. Here. I think that's a violation of NBA bylaws. How dare you? That's why the Jazz are up 2-0. Dwayne Wade's coaching better than Quinn Snyder. All right, how how'd we do, Coop? You pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner. Put it on the board. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Whee.